having sorrow in my heart daily. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Let us flip over to 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. From this time forth and even forevermore. We give God praise for the reading of the word. Amen. Real quickly, I give honor to my beautiful wife. Amen. And my future baby that's on the way. Amen. Amen. God, we ask that you bless this word in Jesus' name. I don't really have a title. I have a word, not a title. There's a saying that I remember hearing when I was coming up. It says, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And my mother always reminded me that in the natural, so is the spiritual. So I like to coin a little something, and maybe somebody said it before, I don't know. I'm not taking credit, but it's just something that ministered to me in my time of need. That a scripture a day keeps discouragement away. Yeah. Discouragement is what I want to talk about. Because it's defined as a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. That's one of the things that I'm seeing and I'm noticing that many of us are struggling with on a daily basis. It seems as though we are discouraged. Discouraged daily. And it's interesting because a child of God, I believe, should not be discouraged. I mean, after all, we serve a powerful God, a powerful God who has done, can do, and is doing powerful things. But yet, we're discouraged. When we praise God, our praise seems to have no confidence in God. When we sing, there's no enthusiasm in our singing. When we shout, there seems to be 
a discouraged shout. When we pray, we don't even pray with the enthusiasm that God expects us to pray. Why is it that so many saints are walking in discouragement? Why is it, glory to God, that we are in a wonderful church, but yet cannot exemplify the wonderfulness things about God? Why is it? And I've come to notice that we are in a discouraged age. The Bible has prophesied that many were going to fall by the wayside, that many were going to depart from the faith. Being a young man, I had to ask myself, why? Why am I hearing these things? Why? Why, when we, when we serve this awesome God, why would many choose to depart from the faith? And it came to me on my route that the reason why many of us are going to fall by the wayside, the, win, the, the, the reason why many of us are going to lose faith, or as our bishop said, we're going to lose heart. It's not because of the fact that sin is so great and tempting. But a lot of times it has to do with discouragement. When a person is discouraged, they'll begin to question any and everything. When a person is discouraged, it will break your will. When you lose confidence, you will lose your will. You will, you, you will lose your ability to believe. And I had to ask myself, well, why is many of us walking around with discouragement, lack of confidence, no enthusiasm? And I turned to the book of Psalm because I had to go to someone and some people who knew about discouragement. People who were called and anointed by God to do marvelous things, but yet and still had some discouragement, who understood what it was like to once be great and powerful in front of your people, but at night you feel small and little, and you're in the dark and you're crying, wondering why, why do I feel like I'm alone? I had to go to the Psalms to get some education. And what I've learned is that many of us walk around discouraged because of a lack of knowledge. And there's something that's going on in this modern day that I, I'm starting to realize as uh, I was listening to Bishop Wednesday. Y'all need to be at Bible class if you're not coming or tuning in on live because he was talking some real stuff. I, I realized that the doctrine of prosperity has ruined the church world. I realize that the teachings, the perverted teachings of faith has ruined the church world. It has ruined a nation of people. 
because we have misconstrued what faith really means and the power of faith to the point many people do not know who God is. And because they feel like God has not moved like some preacher has told them to move, that God has left them all alone. So they're discouraged. I realize that that doctrine of prosperity has killed some people's faith. It has killed their knowledge of who God and what the promise and the plan was really all about. It has killed, amen, the gospel of Jesus Christ because, saints, we must understand that God never promised us wealth and riches and clothes. And he never promised us, amen, that, that we were going to live a life of fame and a life of glory. He never promised that. What God promised, amen, was that if you believe on me, you shall have life and life more abundantly. God promised that if you believed on me, that, that you will be able to be caught up with me on the day of the rapture. That if you believe on me, that there is a place that is better than this place. I realize that the reason why we are discouraged it's because we don't know who our God truly is. We only know him that if I sow $100, then maybe the Lord will turn my life around. I understand that we no longer know who Jesus Christ is. We don't know, glory to God, what this lifestyle is all about. That's one of the reasons why we are discouraged. We no longer give God praise that we are still alive. I told you earlier in the beginning that, that all of this death that I've been experiencing, I, I, it has grieved me. But, but then God had to tap me on my shoulder and remind me that, 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 that son, that you're still alive. That you are not dead, that, that your life is not over, that, that there's still time for you to see more to me. Some people die when not even experiencing a third of God, but, but we ought to thank God that we're still alive to see some more sides of him. There's no reason for us to be discouraged, glory to God, because your bank accounts may not be looking right, or, or maybe I don't have the friends that I desire to have, or maybe I don't have the things that I desire to have. We shouldn't be discouraged because of that. You should really be discouraged if God stops dealing with you, if God stops talking to you, if God stops touching you, if God stops, stops moving in your life, that's when you should be discouraged. But as long as I can still feel the power of the Holy Ghost when I go down on my knees to pray, as long as I can still feel the power of God when I come into the church, I will be encouraged. Glory to God. The second thing that I've learned is that, that we walk by sight and not by faith. The scripture tells us, amen, that we walk by faith and not by sight, but the humans, we tend to reverse it. We walk by sight and not by faith. If you notice in the scriptures, amen, David was paying attention to his enemies. Sometimes, amen, what we see is what ministers to us. If I see corruption, then I'm going to believe in corruption. 
If I see so much evil, then I tend to believe in the evil. What you see is what tells you who God is. Some of us have been seeing a perverted ministry. We've been seeing perverted preaching. We've been seeing perverted praising. And that's why we can no longer truly believe in the authentic presence of God. Because what we see, glory to God, is what's telling us to believe. Amen. And we got to understand that in this last and evil day, we have to change our eyesight. We have to change our vision. We have to understand now that it's time for us, glory to God, to put our eyes truly on what God is doing. Uh, we got to understand now that time is truly ticking uh, and that if you keep looking at the things that is putting your soul in hell, uh, then I come to tell you that you're getting ready to miss one of the greatest moves that's getting ready to take place in this century. Uh, I've come to understand now that what is killing the people of God uh, is that we're no longer putting our eyes on the true, authentic word of God. I, I come to understand that what is killing many of us believers and causing us to be discouraged and causing us to lose faith and causing us a man to throw in the towel was causing us to sit down in the church and no longer can lift up our hands and no longer can open up our mouths is because we're seeing too much garbage and we're listening to too much garbage. I come to tell you, saints of God, that we got to tune our eyes and tune our ears truly to the real presence and authentic word and experiences of God. I come to tell you, saints of God, that some of these conferences and some of these services that are going on, hallelujah, if God was really in it, then you would see a great revival of change. How come we see all of these conferences and we see all of these services and you see people coming in the church and then they're leaving and they're testifying about how their lives was changed. But then one month later, you'll see their posts and they're back talking about how depressed they are. Saints of God, when you've really been touched by God, when your eyes truly have seen the presence and the glory of God. You would not be the same. Oh, you may say, well, preacher, where can you find that in the word? Well, look at the life of Jacob. When Jacob really saw the presence of God, when he really saw the authentic move of God, the Bible says that he wrestled with him. I tend to believe the reason why he wrestled with him is because he experienced something that was so great, so moving down in his soul that he did not want to let go of that miracle and move in his life. Why is it that if these services that we are attending are so good, why is it that people are tending to leave so fast? 
if God was really in it, I come to tell you that you would never want to leave. You would never want to move from that real presence of God, sense of God. I'm come to tell you today that we got to put discouragement away. We got to put it away. You got to stop, hallelujah, losing your confidence. You got to stop losing your enthusiasm because the time is ticking fast. The time is moving fast and the enemy is ramping up strong. He's getting stronger in his attacks. He's calling more people to the forefront to preach a perverted gospel, to preach a perverted word. And what it's doing is it's messing with the people's minds and it's messing with the people's eyes and it's causing them to lose sight of God, the true living God, the one and only God. Do you know who your God is? I'm asking you a question. Do you truly know who your God is? The Bible says that he's the great I am, the self-existing God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The Bible says that he is a true healer. You don't have to, hallelujah, listen to these prophets that's telling you how to get healed. Turn to your Bible. The Bible tells us that if you truly need a healing from God, you got to humble yourself. And sometimes you got to humble yourself down to your knees. Grab a hold of that faith like the woman with the issue of blood and ask the Lord to touch me. And I guarantee you he will touch you. Do you really know who your God is? The Bible says he's a great deliverer. Did you see how he delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt? What he did, it was no tricks. He didn't need no army. When he got ready, he turned that city upside down. Do you know who your God is? Maybe you're so discouraged because you don't know who your God is. But David told us, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. I know that my help does not come from my father. It does not come from my mother. But my help comes from God Almighty. Do you know who your God is? Your God is Jesus Christ, the one who surrendered his glory and came down, I believe, 42 generations to save a people who would let her reject him. But he loved them so much. He said, I'm willing to surrender my life so that you can be saved. Do you know who your God is? The next time you're feeling discouraged, the next time you're feeling down, the next time you feel some unbelief coming on, you need to crack open your Bible and start reading some scriptures because a scripture a day will keep the discouragement away. A scripture a day, glory to God, will take depression away. A scripture a day will take unbelief away. A scripture a day will push you into your destiny. A scripture a day will open up your eyes and cause you to truly see what this life is all about. I come to tell you, thanks of God, we cannot be discouraged no more. We cannot have loss of confidence. We cannot afford to lose our enthusiasm. I come to tell you, thanks, we got to dig down deep now because the hour is coming. The hour truly is coming. The more the devil brings is the more the true praisers got to stand up. The more the devil brings is the more our bishop has to preach harder. The more the devil brings
brings is the more we got to play harder. It's no time for us to keep playing dead. It's not time for us to lose our way, but it's time for us to dig deep. Hallelujah. I need about three people that's getting ready to declare over their life. I will no longer be discouraged. I will no longer be depressed. I will no longer struggle with unbelief. I will no longer sit down on my praise. I'm declaring over my life that this day forward, I'm getting ready to throw myself completely at God. I need about three people to get out of their seat and start walking the aisles and start declaring over these seats that we're no longer going to come in this church and be discouraged. We're no longer going to come in this church and struggle with unbelief. We're no longer going to sit down on God. But the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. If you want to see a miracle, we need to increase our praise. If we want to see miracle signs and wonders, we got to increase our praise. We got to set the atmosphere right. Glory to God. I need some people to lay hands on the doors and say, God, we're dedicating every part of this building, every part of this body to you, God. We're going to now increase our praise and increase our worship till someone come in this church and get delivered. I need somebody right now to increase their faith with me and to go deeper. Don't worry about looking foolish because God dwells in the foolish things. Glory to God. But I need some people right now to just go for broke and praise him like you done lost everything in your mind. Praise him. Praise him. If you're online watching, I need you to praise God. I feel something now. I feel like prophesying. Bishop, can I prophesy? If you need a shift in your life, you got to stop looking silly. You got to stop closing your mouth, but you got to speak to that situation like David did. You got to tell that situation you're going to shift in the name of Jesus. You got to tell that situation that no longer will you reign supreme in my life, but I'm going to talk back to it in the name of Jesus. I feel some deliverance coming now. Glory to God. There's somebody in this church that's been dealing with the heavy bondage. You've been struggling. Something's been harassing you for years. But if you open up your mouth and speak back to that situation, by the time this service is over, God will deliver you in the name of Jesus. Somebody give God some praise. I feel something, Bishop. I feel something, Bishop. Somebody has been crying in their heart. Somebody has been asking. They've been asking God to deliver me. And God told me to tell you, stop being discouraged. Stop being depressed. Get some backbone. Learn how to speak to that situation. And say in the name of Jesus, I command you, I 
to get out of my life. I command you to get out of my house. Devil, you have no place. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Somebody give God a praise right now. Oh, how many about Shia? Some of you need to grab a hold of this anointing. Bishop, you put Bishop, there's an anointing behind this desk. Some of you need to grab a hold of this anointing and bring it back. Bring it back to your house. Bishop, I remember Bishop Wagner said that the anointing, it's in a place. The anointing is in this place. Grab a hold of this anointing and take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take this anointing with you. Take this anointing with you. I believe that First Lady, she got healed because there's an anointing in this pulpit, uh, there's an anointing uh, in this church. Uh, if you've been struggling with something, uh, take this anointing with you. Uh, take this anointing with you. Uh, take this anointing with you. Uh, you need this anointing. Uh, you need this anointing. Uh, take it with you. Uh, take it with you. Uh, Bishop uh, and First Lady, uh, they put an anointing in this church uh, through everything uh, that they've been through. Uh, hallelujah. Take this anointing. Uh, take this anointing anointing. Uh, take this anointing. Uh, take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Uh, take the anointing with you. Uh, take it with you. Uh, come on and give God uh, the best praise that you can. Hallelujah in the house today. I feel the anointing in the house today. I feel the anointing in the house today. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost spoke this morning. The anointing is in the house. Whatever you need, God's got it. Whatever you need, he can set you free. Whatever the situation that you're going through, you don't have to stay bound by it. God has set you free. And who the Son has set free is free indeed. And I thank God because I know that I'm free. The reason why I know that I'm free, because God is not dead. He's yet alive. I can feel him in my hands. I can feel him in my feet. I can feel the Lord all over me. And it's all over me, and it's keeping me alive. Hallelujah. I can call on him when I need him. I don't have to stay discouraged. Lift up your heads, oh ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting, and the King of glory.